Ah, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gamers, geezers, and geeks alike. That's better. It's this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast. We're back after a long, long, long break, um, mm-hmm. which wasn't wasn't intended. Just um, things just didn't happen the way we wanted them to. So, so had a bit of a shake up, and uh, we're going to change a few things up around here. So, um, let's start with formalities. Hi, Keith. How are you doing? You're not feeling <laughs> sick or having to go somewhere that you don't really want to go? No. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, I got the, the lurgies, proper lurgies. I mean, proper lurgies. Um, and then, yeah, then was, yeah, had to do things that you don't want it to do. But when you're married, you do it. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm back. I'm good. I'm healthy. Well, I'm at least not sick anymore. Um, so, yeah, I'm good. How's you doing? I I I had the neurovirus. Yeah. Yes. I had to, I had to come home from London on the train and it was the most harrowing journey of my life. Because <laughs> this is the thing, the first train that I got, because of the nature of it being the London Overground, didn't have any toilets on it. Then I got to Clapham Junction and the toilets, if you know at Clapham Junction, are like on the very far side of Clapham Junction. Then I got on a train. And the toilets were all out of commission on that train. And then I got on a second train. And the toilets were out of commission on the second train. And then I got to the train station. And the toilet was out of commission there. And then I jumped in my car and just went, please, please just stay in. All the way home. And then I got home and then I um, had some quality There were some interesting toilet. sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, so, yeah, I... yeah. So... So now we've we've covered the new podcast that we're calling. Uh, what ails you this week? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What bodily functions failed you? What this bodily week? functions broken this week? <laughs> you can tell we're in our mid forties. Um, <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Right. So, do we do we want to discuss with the ladies and gentlemen? And hi, Biff. By the way. Um, oh yes. To, okay. As to what what we are going to be doing. So so we got putting together a new format, guys. Like this, we're going to start off with some news. Keith's put picked some choice articles, which I'll I'll read out and probably bugger up because I'm live, unlike I do on the other one where I get to take it again and again and again. Um, and uh, then we're going to talk about what we've been watching. Uh, and we're supposed to talk about um, nice things towards the end. So something maybe something from the past that we're rewatching. I think we're going to do Harry Potter, aren't we? I think this. Yeah, we're going to start with that, but we can we can do what I was watching while I, whilst I was dying, because um, uh, I, I I read a load of Stargate stuff, and I don't know, it was oh, really that's weird. Funny. Yeah, go on. What? Because my nice thing I've been doing is watching Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, me too. So we can talk about that. I'm with you on that. Okay. <laughs> I've been doing okay, that. Okay, we'll talk about Stargate Atlantis. Also. Mm. I will briefly get on my soapbox before we do the nice thing because I have one thing I'd like to complain about. Um, and uh, I, I, I have something for my soapbox, but it will last less than one minute. <laughs> okay, cool. So, I think the first thing we need to do is we need to just jump into the news. Mm. Uh, and I have got no, I've got no jingle, nothing to. Oh, I suppose we could do this. Brave enough to follow us on social media? Why don't you follow us on Twitter at Monkey Nut Punch? Thanks. All right. That's, it's kind of out of date. So, <laughs> I know it's out of date, but it's, I just, it's the, 
fuck it, it's the first one on there. That, that, that's anyway. <laughs> so, Foundation, Foundation, the Apple TV series drama, uh, is set for a significant overhaul in its upcoming third season. David S. Goyer, the series co-creator, is stepping back from his showrunner's duties and will continue uh, will continue to contribute as a writer. Executive producer Bill Post is poised to take over the reins from Goya as the show prepares to resume production. Despite stepping away from his day-to-day -day responsibilities, Goya remains creatively involved, contributing scripts from Los Angeles, uh, whilst Post, who's the new guy, uh, will oversee uh, photography in Prague. Um, the change comes amidst reports of budgetary clashes between Goya executives at the show's production company, as the streaming service continues to scrutinise TV budgets more closely. Foundation has already shot its third season before entering production's hiatus due to the Hollywood strikes. The series uh, starring Lee Pace and Jared Harris spans centuries to tell the story of exiles attempting to rebuild civilization after a galactic empire falls. Production delays were attributed to budget and physical production issues with the cast and crew sent home until resolutions were found. The shift in leadership marks a pivotal moment for Foundation as it can, aims to continue its ambitious storytelling whilst navigating the challenges of modern TV production. The first two seasons of Foundation are available now on streaming and this is brought to you by Digital Spy. So uh, my thoughts when it comes to Foundation, I don't like it. I think it's boring. It's like a, it's like a cheese sandwich with no marge or butter in or spread. It's dry and boring and dull. I, I, thought, likes the, it. I thought the well, I thought the second series was better than the first. I wouldn't go too far. Uh, the, the the thing is, why right, when when you do not have when most of your stable, I uh, you know, sci-fi watches have all been destroyed. This is at least an attempt at sci-fi that isn't totally woke. And, you know, Lee Pace as the Emperor and the concept of the Emperor in this, which is not in the book, is quite an interesting one. Um, it's got Jared Harris in it, who I like in almost everything he's ever been in. Um, yeah, and and he's, he's interesting in this. The final episode of, of season two is pretty fucking epic, actually. And it's worth a mention. I, I picked this story partly because, you know, it went into production of, of, of the third series and, you know, they're hiding behind the fact that the strikes caused the delay, but then it started shooting, then they halted shooting. Um, and no one particularly knew why, although it was rumoured to be around budgets. Now, Apple cutting back budgets on this show, I can see, the trouble is to produce this show is expensive. And it needs to be expensive because it needs that look. It, I mean, it it is epic. It is set in a galactic empire. So you do need that vastness that you get when you try to shoot a story set in a galactic empire. So I am concerned that if they're cutting budgets, that means that the show will lose some of its production. Yeah, yeah. And I think if it does, then it'll go back to being even more dull and boring. Look, I I, I understand why people think this is slow and boring. Um, I I get it. Um, I just I enjoy it because of the people that are in it. Um, 
And that's the main reason I just chose this story because I found it interesting. But the fact that he's he's stepping back basically means he's lost the battle. So I don't know about mm. it going forward. Uh, so. I, I I think you're right. I think he lost the battle because he probably asked us to maintain the budget. And they went, no, 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 you've got to cut it by 20% or whatever. You've got to mm. cut it by 20% because this we, we're, we're doing this, we're filming this. You're into season three. We're not seeing any kind of return. There's no no buzz. There is no there is no buzz about Foundation. Mm, Full stop. So because there's no buzz about Foundation, it's not being talked about on Twitter. It's not being scrutinised by the, the the regular reply guys you get on on YouTube. And it's not being held in high regards. It's not winning awards of sorts. It's just it just looks like an outlay that's going nowhere. And because of that, I think that's probably why they've gone right now. Let's that's, that's start trimming the fat here. A lot of companies are doing this. And, yeah. and it's, it's ironically, because it, ironic, this will tie into my little soapbox rant, which crosses over Halo Season 2 and uh, a thing that Paul Chatto said about, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, syndicated television when it was on network TV. Um, and, and how it acted as a quality control. But I don't want to go into that. But uh, when it comes to Foundation... I don't really care. I know you mm. do. I'm sorry, Keith. I know you mm. do. I, I feel I feel bad for you. I'll give you a virtual pat on the shoulder and say everything will be no, fine. I, I, I found some of the concepts in it interesting. And the second season was going somewhere. The first season, kind of, the first couple of episodes of the first season were quite good. It then kind of died completely. And I think it was the mm. final episode that got things going again, which is not good for a season completely understand and respect why people switched off from this. The second season was better, but again, there was a bit in the middle where it was a bit too slow. I mean, here's the thing. You could have put what happened in season two of Foundation, you could have put into six to eight episodes and not lost a lot. I will say mm. that. I yeah. will say that. Okay. All right. So we move, so move on to our, our, our next story. This is about a Fantastic Four. Marvel has officially announced the cast for the upcoming Fantastic Four reboot, set to bring Marvel's first family to the cinema Marvel Cinematic Universe. Includes Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman, Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, and Ebon Mosk Bacharach Neil. Ben Grimm. It's Neil. It's the guy that was in Star Wars Andor that we said looked a bit like Neil. Do you remember? Okay. So Neil right. is a friend of ours. It's that okay. dude. All right. It's that All dude. Right. Hmm. Uh, so we've got Pedro Pascal, who's known for his roles in Narcos, Game of Thrones, and The Last of Us. He will portray Reed Richard, the stretchiest superhero known as Mr. Fantastic. Vanessa Kirby... Celebrated for her performances in uh, Princess Margaret in The Crown, her roles in Mission Impo the Mission Impossible films will play Sue Storm, the invisible woman who can turn uh, invisible and generate force fields from her nose. <laughs> Joseph Quinn, who captured audiences' hearts as Eddie Munson in Stranger Things, uh, takes the role of Johnny Storm, the human torch, capable of combusting into a burning hot flame, and Ebon Mosk Bacharach, Recognised for his work in The Punisher and The Bear, will portray Ben Grimm, uh, transformed into a nearly Hulk-sized, uh, being transformed into a nearly Hulk-sized thing. The cast announcement follows much speculation and anticipation amongst fans, 
who would uh, speculation amongst fans who would who would, embody, who would embody these iconic characters in the latest cinema iteration. The Fantastic Four reboot is set for release on the twenty fifth of July twenty twenty five, promising to introduce Marvel's first family to the new to a new generation of fans within the expansive cinematic universe, which is dead. It's yeah. dead. It's just so dead. I just want to see Vanessa Kirby in tight lycra. I. I don't know the guy that I like the actor that played Eddie Munson in Stranger Things. I'm yes, just not me sure too. I don't he think is. It's Johnny... Yeah, no, not sure he is. Johnny's either. a pretty boy, and yes. with all due respect to him, he's not a pretty boy. Now, again, the guy that's playing the <laughs> you're thing... ugly, mate. Keith, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. From he's Keith, ugly. he says you're ugly. I, it's not. That he's ugly. I, I wouldn't. I'll never go. He's not your sort of. You know, shaven chest, pretty boy, Baywatch style running down the beach kind of guy. And that's what I mean by that. The guy that is playing the thing, right, he's not a beefy guy. And, you know, although it's you sometimes find it hard to believe that a big beefy guy would be an astronaut, but that's another man. But I do like this actor, and he is good in The Bear. Now, The Bear is something we don't really talk about here because it's... Sounds like, gay, really, sounds like no, gay comedy. No, it's not. It is actually quite an interesting... No, it's not. Well, it is. It has comedic moments, but it's about a, a restaurant in Boston, and there's a lot around it, and it's got the guy from the American version of The Shameless, who is quite a likable actor as well in this. Um, but the bear's worth a watch, and he is really fucking good in the bear. And yeah. you could definitely see here, he's definitely got the strength and the voice to do it. But once you put him in the the, the whatever suit that he's going to be wearing to be the thing, he's going to have to be padded up, and that's the thing I don't mm. understand. But look, he is a good actor, and he's CGI. bloody good in the bear. But probably be CGI. Pedro Pascal as Richard Reed. That's Reed the one Richards. I don't get. Reed Richards, sorry. That is the one I don't get. That is the one that I just can't. Get oh, it's my because head Disney love Pedro Pascal. They've got a thing for Pedro. They love a bit of Pedro. It doesn't, get doesn't work for Pedro. me. Um, it's, I, I, right, it's, it's, just, a, it's, it's annoying. It's annoying because if you'd have said this six years ago, me and you would be excited as all hell for this. Mm. But they've killed it. Everything. The only thing that's going to be any good, and I mean, it's going to be not as good, it won't be as good as the first Deadpool. It won't be as good as the second Deadpool, but it'll still be a good film. Will be Deadpool three. I've got a sneaking suspicion it might be better than Deadpool two. I, I don't know. I'm hoping it's better than Deadpool two, but with the inclusion of a few people that are going to be in it, I think it's. I think it could be better than Deadpool two. It won't be as good as Deadpool one, but nothing ever will be good, as good as Deadpool one because. We never had anything like that, um, mm. but as long as it maintains that level, I'm I'm happy with it. I like the trailer. The trailer to Deadpool really does make me laugh, um, mm. and you know they've gone interestingly with the the the, the time what's its face look from time variance authority. Yeah, I suspect that we might get a, a cameo from him, which could be interesting. Um, yeah. Look, as long as it maintains its wit and they allow him to take the piss yeah i think uh, he could be really good okay going away from this mm -hmm. going back to the fantastic four what are your feelings meh yeah i know okay well I, all my feelings meh, are like this I except except for 
Except for what's a face in a skin tight costume. I'm fucking down for that. Exactly. <laughs> That's the only thing that I'm really interested in. That. That's it, Disney. Yeah, killed the Marvel Universe. Deadpool's going to try and kill the Marvel Universe, but uh, you actually did kill the Marvel Universe. Um, so we'll move on to our next story, which is uh, the CW's decision to cancel Superman and Lewis after its fourth season has officially been confirmed by network executives to be a strategic move by Warner Brothers Discovery. This decision was not due to budgetary constraints as previously expected, but rather to clear a path for the upcoming Superman Legacy film directed by James, Jun James Gunn. <laughs> the revelation opens up a broader conversation about the impact of cinematic ambitions on television franchises. The strategy behind consolidating the superhero narratives, narratives and what it means for the future of superhero media. Basically, um, they're doing the reason we can't have a Batman TV series, which would work because him being a detective, he could investigate a crime each week and you can run the Joker through it. It worked with it. it okay, it kind of worked with Gotham, but if you had Batman in there proper, it would have really worked. You don't even need Batman in there. You can have Batman in there for like 15% of it. And you can have Bruce Wayne being a detective alongside Jim Gordon, and the villains doing stuff. And that would work. And we really enjoy that. Yeah. But we can't have that. And that's now that's what the reason looks like. We can't have Superman and Lewis. Lewis, Lois, Lewis. <laughs> He's a gay lover. Um, which I probably do. I'll be honest with you. Um, it's... So it wasn't it wasn't budgetary, which unlike with Foundation we talked about earlier, um, would have made sense. Yeah, so you're running out of, you're running out of cash, or you've had to have your your money withdrawn or whatever. Um, but it is a little sad that that one person's creative vision has now wiped out someone else's creative vision. Um, and again, I would love a, love a high quality Batman TV series. You know how many people would watch that? Seriously? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm Sorry. with you on it. No, I agree with you completely, everything you said. I I'm going to go on as far as to say my favourite person playing Superman is this guy. This guy is a brilliant Superman. And and I think he's probably the best since Christopher Reeves. And, you know, I, 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 I've quite enjoyed this series. It's had its moments, don't get me wrong, there's been moments in it which have made me cringe. But on the whole... I've quite enjoyed this. They they grounded Lois more, right? And they gave by 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 exploring him having a family, they made him vulnerable, which makes him mm. interesting. So this has made the Superman character interesting in again because I know your problem with Superman, and it's kind of mm. my problem with him. This has been watchable. Uh, Taylor, what's his name? Whoever the guy, he is a really likable guy. And he plays Superman really well. And, and and I've enjoyed him far more than any other screen Superman since Christopher Reeves. And I, and I don't want to diss um, what's-his-face because it wasn't his fault that he wasn't given the chance to play a real Superman. But um, that... And, and, and I disagree with what Gunn did. Um, I don't think he I think a he's... Superman Legacy film. I'm really not interested in it. But I've enjoyed Superman and Lois. A Superman film. If you want to do a Superman film, you can set it up, yeah? First film, he gets together... End of the film, he gets together with, with Lois. Lex Luthor realises he's a threat. Lex Luthor then tries to do something about him in the, sec the, th the 
second film, him and Lois get together, but things keep keep them apart. Third film, Lex runs for president because he wants to stop Superman, and him and Lois actually get together and have like a proper relationship. Fourth one, they get married. Lex gets arrested, and then the other one he breaks out, and then like kind of, as that happens, fucking Darkseid turns up. I can write. Anyway, we're getting Lex Luthor in season four um, because season three at the end um, launched um, uh, launched Lex Luthor in 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 mm. the sort of Belanti universe. This different version of it. Now we had the guy that was in um, who plays. Um, Oh, what's his face in the Orville and was in um, The Expanse, who you really like. Big, big. Oh, I my brain has just gone dead. The one big who plays black guy. No, big oh, black guy. Oh, Fred Johnson. Fred Johnson. I can't remember the actual so He was, a, Johnson he was the bad guy in season three. But again, he wasn't. What I liked about season three of, of, of Superman and Lois was that he was a three dimensional antagonist not a villain um mm. because you understand some of his motivation and even to a certain extent um sympathize with it um so i i've quite liked superman and lois and when i and i knew it was going to get canned because i knew the gun was going to you know completely get rid of everything that's online and everything else in the bland tv universe deserved to die a long time ago but the flash went terrible a long long time ago <sighs> but this has been quite good and I like this, and I'm gutted that it's going, and I, I have no interest I, in, in, in Legacy. And you're right about Batman. Bat, they should do a detective ba Batman detective series. They should do a series called Detective Comics and bring in an early version of Batman. You don't need Boy Wonder. You don't need all that bullshit. Go back to the original incarnation. That is, that is a TV series right there that will be a hit. Mm. And every bloody geek will watch it as long as you don't wokeify it. As long as you just just look at the original I... material. Respect the source material. Mm. Anyway, let's move on to our next one, which is Cillian Murphy is set to reunite with director Danny Boyle and writer Alex Garland for the much-anticipated sequel. Twenty-eight years later, I know I can't get the reunion. Marks a significant moment as uh, it's brought together the original team behind the groundbreaking 28 Days Later, a film that not only launched Cillian Murphy's career but redefined the zombie genre, uh, having running zombies, even though they weren't zombies, they were rage victims. Uh, as we explore the exciting development, let's discuss. So, um, Cillian Murphy, good, I like him, great actor. Danny Boyle, good director. Alex Garland. Okay, Cillian Murphy and Danny Boyle. Um, yeah. Um, what was Alex Garland? What was it? He did that one with the women people, and it was just weird on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And he's doing the American Civil War film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but so... 28 Days Later was an amazing film. 28 Weeks Later, not so much. Um... 28 Weeks Later is not as bad as you think. Go back and watch it, seriously. All right. Um... I thought 28 Days Later was amazing. And, you know, um, The Walking Dead pays tribute to this film. If you're a Walking Dead fan and you've never seen 28 Days Later, go watch it and then you'll understand. 
because The Walking Dead, Dead, the comic and the TV series both pay tribute to this film in the very first episode. You'll understand mm. if you've never seen it. Yes, um, yes, yes, it does. And I mean, this was the thing. I I, I put this in because I'm like, hmm. And believe it or not, it is 28 years. <laughs> yeah, it is 28 years, which is I'm still. No, it's not 28 get... years. It's not 28 years. It was 2001, wasn't it? No, it's a nice. It was film. A, there was a. Oh, hang on! I watched it. With my friend. I'm gonna have to look at this up. I have to Google this. I'm sure it's early 2000, very early 2000s. Uh, except 28 days wait, later. 2002. I thought it was 2002. Is it 2002? No. I, well, it's 22 years. <laughs> 22 years. Well, you can get very 28. Round it up, round narrow, we'll get the worst I'm stuff looking, I, I think this could be good. Um, Danny Boyle, I, I think it could be good. But you're right. There is that Alex Garland bit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But I then know. again, if he's working with Danny Boyle, Danny Boyle might be one of those people who can ring him in. If that makes any sense, mm. might help him stop doing silly things. Mm-hmm. Um, because if that's the case, then well, sort it out. It'll be, it'll be fine. Um, I like twenty eight. I like twenty eight days later. I like twenty weeks. Twenty eight weeks later, it, it, they burn. They they set uh, Jeremy Renner on fire as he pushes a car towards the end. That's uh, I don't. I, I, it's just amusing. I, I just want to address one thing in the chat before we... Oh, no, 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 Keith, I, no. Am I not? No, okay. no, we weren't going to do the chat until we got through the news things, and now I have, because right. I was going to chop this up and put it into little videos, right. and I can't do that. Sorry. Well, you can. I can't fucking take you him. I can't there. fucking take you him anywhere. I can't take you... him anywhere. <laughs> Seriously, I can't take him anywhere. Anyway, we'll go to the chat in a, we'll go to the chat in a bit. So the next... Uh, so, so, yeah, 28 weeks later, I think... Um, yeah, I'm. I, I kind of like the idea of that. Mm. It'll be uh, interesting. So yeah, it's uh, time to go on to the next story, which is all about Michael J. Fox. If I can bring up my notes. So yeah. Um. So a truly inspiring moment from the British Academy of Film Awards or the BAFTAs where legendary Michael J. Fox uh, made a surprise appearance that captured the hearts of everyone in attendance. Fox, known for his iconic role in Back to the Future and his courageous battle with Parkinson's disease, was there to present an award for best film. His appearance was not only a testament to his enduring spirit, but a highlight to the power of cinema to unite and inspire. Join us as we... Oh, I can't... I'm not supposed to read that bit. Um, So... Yeah, we've got this bit here. So he, he turns up the ba- BAFTAs. Was he supposed to? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I, I tell you, sorry, I mean, it, was, it was terrible. terrible the BAFTAs, joke. really, and and you no realise just how choice. how wokeified Tennant has become. I'm sorry, I've lost all respect for David Tennant, especially in this BAFTAs, and some of the jokes he was telling just didn't land at all. Um, but. No, it was a, it wasn't billed. Whether it was a surprise, whether it was intentional, I don't know. I mean, he he did have a film that was nominated, I believe, um, in one of them, which was the film on Apple TV called Still, which if you haven't seen, is worth a watch. Um, if you're a Michael J. Fox fan, you should see it. Um, yeah, and it, it was it was it was genuinely a good mm. moment. And now I like Michael J. Fox. 
love Michael J. Fox. He's in one of my favorite, you know, one of my favorite films of all time. And I know Chuck's going to be jumping at the bit on this. Um, but it was just good to see him. And yes, look, he mm. was shaking all over the place and he was, you know, bless him. But he got up there he and he presented an award and, you know, respect. And he got a, a massive standing ovation. And and so he damn well should. Um, it was just a, it was just a lovely moment in a shitty award shows, but then all um, award shows are shitty. Um, but it was just a good moment, and he presented an award that probably was deserved. Um, so um, he did. It was best picture, and it went to Oppenheimer. So, um, which considering the cinematic. Um, films that you had to pick from last year yeah it deserved it <laughs> um okay now i i mean but what go on i mean you, what do you think um uh, award shows are dead is the first thing that's my mm. first thought was when you had an award show it, so part of me is uh the cynical charcoal part of my heart says oh they just did this for fucking publicity so they could have someone talk about something somewhere. Yeah, that's what what what, what I, I I believe. Yeah, that's what my 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 blackened heart by all these horrible films and the way the Hollywood's behaved in the last years and whatnot. It believes. Yeah. Um. So I'm a little cynical when it comes to this, but at the same time too, he did get up and he did do it, and they did give him a standing ovation, which is cool. And uh, you know that's uh, that's something that you that I suppose should be celebrated. I understand the cynicism. Um, I think there is some, you know, promoting his his docu docu film, um, and and I think there's some of that as well. I wouldn't be surprised if he turns up at the Oscars. Um, but you know what? Screw it. It brings away. <laughs> um, part of me is like, kind of, if he turns up at the Oscars, is Will Smith going to slap him? <laughs> well, Will Smith is banned. Um, but, that would be, uh, that would just be the it's just like this delivers a beat down on Michael J. Fox to finish his fucking career off finally. Um, I'm that not. Would be, that would be very amusing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I just thought I'd include that in there. Um, we're gonna move on to the next story. I think all you need to do is read the title on this one, <laughs> and it says it all. <laughs> Rachel Ziegler beating Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves has the internet accusing People's Choice Awards of being rigged. <sighs> Let me show. <laughs> the surprising outcome of the 2024 People's Choice Awards where Rachel Ziegler clinched the Action Movie Star Award, beating out heavyweights like Tom Cruise and Keanu Reeves, who is John Wick, who the, everyone loves, um... This unexpected victory has sparked a wave of controversy and accusations of the awards being rigged, igniting a fiery debate across the internet, especially on platforms like Twitter. Because, because she is not a fucking action star. Right. I have, I have, I have birthed turds that can do more. I, yeah, I'm just and, and, and the character isn't, it, right. Okay, so it's, this is order, right? One of the top films last year, Mission Impossible, right? Uh, followed closely by John Wick 4, okay? One of the worst performing films last year was The Hunger Games, The Ballad of 
snakes and fire or whatever it was called right snakes now, and ladders snake right okay so i have read the book and i have seen the uh, this film so the seven seas because i will not watch a movie officially with her in it just won't and that is partly why that film flopped um because so so let's get this right the film flopped so please tell me how she won a people's choice award a film that no one went to see right <laughs> the star in that film that no one went to see beat a film that everybody went to fucking see <laughs> how is that the people's choice I think some brown envelopes that old Mr. Bobby's been throwing out to try and rehabilitate her, right? Which I'd be saying, so that the Snow White film does not flop so fucking hard that, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll tell you what, it's going to, the Snow White film, it's not going to get released. And if it does, it will flop completely. And this doesn't work. No one believes it. Fl- I mean, it it would say it'll flop so hard that uh, Pele will be doing uh, adverts for fucking uh, erectile dysfunction for it. But I, I mean, People's Choice Award—it's so, it's so obviously rigged, right? You know, uh, it's so obviously rigged now that it doesn't even get it. And here's the thing, right? The character that she plays wins the Hunger Games, right? Spoiler, but that's not the end of the film. By luck. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't kill anyone, right? She doesn't stab anyone. She doesn't fight anyone. She wins it by luck, right? It's it's actually slow that, that lets her win, right? And it's the same in the book. But what the only thing I could say about this film is it follows the fucking source, um, source material quite well, like far more than I've, I've seen in a long time. But that's not the point, right? She doesn't do anything. She runs away and hides. That's not an action star. That's not John Wick taking on a hundred people and killing no, them on. all and throwing them down steps. That's not a guy <laughs> jumping, you know, riding his motorbike off the side of a mountain eight bloody times. Really? Right? And it's oh, really man. the actor and not the goddamn stunt double. It really was Tom Cruise riding his motorbike off the side of the mountain. How doesn't he fucking win it? Bobby Iger, I don't brown know. He should have won it for just, the, just just for that thing. Okay. I don't like Rachel Ziegler. No, I, think, I don't. Uh, I, I I think um, sometimes people get pushed in positions which they uh, clearly haven't earned, and because they haven't earned said position, causes an issue. All right, Keith. Now this is the point that we were going to go through some of the comments. Hang on a second. I was just going to say, don't go watch Madam Web, shit. <laughs> yes. Right. So let's look at the comments. Slow the music. We got production values here. It's a copyright claim straight away. So let's start off with uh, Biffa. Hi, Biffa. Um, he's taking the piss because he's been watching Constellation on Red Fruit Press. That should be Strawberry Miners. Foundation stinks. Thank the Lord. I, I will say, I started watching Constellation. Amazing production values and seeing ISS. Cool. 
Kana, I cannot, I cannot stand Naomi Rupert, uh, whatever her name is. Um, her surname, I can't stand her English accent. It just grates me. I'm sorry. It just grates me. Anyway, yeah, whatever. <laughs> slow and mediocre. I have to, Keith will love it. If it's slow and mediocre, no, Keith I'm, is there. Thank you. Hi, Chuck. I've been watching your Iceland videos. I think it's very unfair that you put the video out of your wife failing to speak Icelandic, but didn't put one of yourself out. I don't like that. And I think we should see some, at least some outtakes of you trying. Um, interested in your thoughts on Madam Webb. We almost went to see it. Mixed reviews. Don't. Just don't, don't. I suggest looking at the corner in the room for about 20 minutes. It's exactly the same effect. Maybe not as funny. Um, and, yeah. and, and we've got Chuck here that says ditto thoughts on Madam Webb. I have seen about 15 minutes of it and I switched it off. It was that terrible. Acting's terrible. The only thing, the only thing that's worth watching in that movie is Sydney, what's her face? Sydney Sweeney, I think her name is. Um, it's the only reason. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, Biffa. Fantastic Four has already been done. Do we really need another one? But this time more lame. Six years ago, We'd, I would like a fan. I would like a Fantastic Four that works. But you're right. People don't like it, even though it's Marvel's first family. It, it offers an opportunity to reboot the universe, shall we say? Um. You see, that's the speculation. They think that Deadpool 3 is now going to be used to really reboot the MCU because they're finally admitting that the would, MCU has failed, right? I would um, love that. They, they've already said that the title of the next Avengers film is not going to be the Kang Dynasty anymore, so Kang's out, and they're not doing Kang. They're not recasting, they're not doing it. I think Deadpool 3 is set. Will it save the MCU? Not until you fire Kevin Feige. Um, I, I know he did a good job for 10 years, right? Then he went mad. And I don't right, think there's ah, any so Apparently, Kevin Feige was held in place by the Marvel Creative Committee, who were there from phases one to three and then disappeared for phase four. So I, whoever I, they were, bring them back. That I've was got an idea, right? Invent human cloning technology, clone Terry Matthias, and put him in charge of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about comics. It's hello to Steve. Hi, Steve. Um, okay, so it's all right. We've got lots of chats chatting amongst themselves here. Um, new Fantastic Four will probably be worse than Madame Web. It'll be as good as Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I imagine. I, and I, you'll, it, you'll it, request it, the sweet, sweet release of death. I, the problem is it's Pedro Pascal for me. I I can I can go with the other castings. I can I can see taking Johnny Storm in a slightly different direction. I can live with that. I can live with the the dude playing the thing. I cannot live with Pedro Pascal playing the, mo the world's most intelligent man. He's a. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, when you say it like that, but but Pedro Pascal can put himself in metaphorical knots. So he does have stretchy abilities. Um, so, yeah, uh, Madam Webb is the worst film ever. I might go and watch that tonight just for a laugh. 
I might go and watch that. For, I might just be sitting in, a, in an empty cinema, chuckling to myself like the Joker. Um, both the movies make no sense. Actors sleepwalking. Okay, cool. Um, oh look, Henry Cavill is the best Superman ever. I don't know Christopher Reeves. It's a toss up between the two. I I think I, if we had Henry Cavill do the first Superman film that Christopher Reeves done, that would be a good judge then. I, I'm not sure you can. I'm not sure you can say that. Um, he could have been, but he was not in. He wasn't given the chance. I'm sorry, but both, both every time he was on screen, it didn't work. I think he could have been a good Superman, and I'm annoyed that he wasn't given a chance in a film that what's his face had nothing to do with. Um, but actually, I, I think the, be the the best screen Superman at the moment is this dude in Superman and Lois. I, you've never watched it? Watch it. He is quite good, and I like Henry Cavill. Don't get me wrong; I'm not yeah. dissing Henry Cavill. I like Henry Cavill. I respect Harry, Henry Cavill. I like him in almost everything I've ever seen him in. The trouble is with Superman; it, it, it wasn't right. Okay. Nah, Buffett disagrees. He says uh, Nick Cage was the best Superman with his. I would mallet. still pay money to see that. Um, I would pay money to see I wouldn't say he's the best, but I'd definitely be interested. Yeah, look, yeah. I, I'm a big Nick Cage fan. We're both big Nick Cage fans here. I'm not saying he's a good actor, but I love Nick Cage. <laughs> I still do. Chuck um, has said, I can think of something really bad. Uh, sorry, really bad stuff in the cinema. Ishtar. Ishtar? Shit. Mm. Not sure what that is, um, um, but Madam Web is definitely meant to be one of the worst movies ever made. Chad, um, I have no idea. Uh, I imagine he's probably talking about uh, things. The, the, oh, I don't know. Rachel fucking Ziegler, I imagine. Horrible. Oh no, sorry. Hang on a second. Uh, right. At least MW has. Ah, oh, okay. Now I'll be honest with you, Madam Web. It's probably better to watch the footage from the red carpet than it is to watch the film. Trust me. Trust me. Really? Dakota? Really? Oh, no, there's another one in there. There's another one in there, and she's... Um... Yeah, no, that's the one I'm going for. That's it, Sydney Sweeney or whatever her name is. Yeah, I'll go for that. Should watch the premiere. Trust me. Watch the two of them together. You ain't going to be staring at Dakota. Trust me. So, um, be a stupid gamer says, Keith wants me dead. Lol. That's how he wants, uh, that's what he wants to address. Man. No, no. Look, I get it. Um, everybody, I understand why people like Henry Cavill's Superman. I think he could be the best. I think he could, given the chance. Never got the chance. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to go here. The BAFTAs aired for two hours before it was streamed online. And all I did was Google the winners. I'm I'm with you. Just have a look at that. Yeah. It was terrible. I, I didn't watch it. I saw the David Tennant's opening thing and it was terrible. Um, I, and it could have been funny, but David Tennant... No. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's all right. It's... Uh, sorry. Uh, Michael J. Fox is awesome. And it's so sad simultaneously. I, I, I get that. In other words, the BAFTA... <laughs> the BAFTAs was on a two-hour delay. Yeah, so imagine just so no one got slapped inadvertently and mm. it made the news. 
Um, Back to the Future is one of my sci-fi favourites. Yep. Yep. Imagine, imagine if um, that would be great if we if we if we slapped Jada Pinkett Smith. That, make that, it happen, that, someone, that, somewhere. That, make that, it that happen. Although, although, I mean, you know, we waited a year for Chris Rock to uh, uh, come out and say it. And if you have not seen that special, I suggest you go to it because he did everything but slap her. He virtually slapped her, and it was glorious and magical to watch. And then to see, um, um, what's his face, um, who we were talking about, David Chappelle, talk about it because obviously something happened to him similar again. Brilliant. Um, okay. But yes, no, I would love. <laughs> I, would, I would pay money for that. Uh, and then right. Doc coming out going, Marty! <laughs> what have you done? We've got to go back to the future. Um, so back to Rachel Ziegler winning the action thing. Yeah. 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 And then followed up with, uh, don't watch it. They're all, yeah, you're right. They're all nonsense. The only one that I'm really interested in is the adverts on the video game awards where they play the trailers because I get to see new games. Um, so we got that there. Um, it's this, this new chatty corner. Yes, this is a new chatty corner. It's in between our things. So I'm going to stop the chat now, and we're going to go, and I'm going to get on my soapbox for a bit. Uh, not too long. And it's all about shit TV shows. And back in the days of network television in the States, uh, these would have been cancelled quite quickly. So, one of my favourite TV shows of all time is Firefly. Really like it. Western set in space. Fantastic idea, yeah? Um, didn't watch it when it first came out. Watched Serenity first and then went back and watched Firefly's TV series. Really good. The problem was that it was cancelled after like six, was it eight or six episodes? Twelve? No, maybe it was twelve. It got, yeah, it got quite a few episodes, it yeah. It got quite a few, so it got cancelled mid-season. Now, in the good old days of network television, you had to have syndication, which means you had to have, I think, like 22 episodes plus to do a TV series. And everyone who worked on that TV series would just work on that TV series, and they'd get two months off a year where they could do an indie film or maybe do a film of sorts um, and have some time off. But everyone pretty much worked on that thing inside and out. They'd sort the scripts out and da-da-da. And if it wasn't any good, it would die. It would die. It's none of this nonsense where you've got fucking Netflix where it buys three seasons of something which they don't even know if it's any good. Mm. Yeah? That's got a fucking end because I saw my brother Duncan sent me clips from the new fucking Halo season two. Season. Shit. You're not going to like... I, I don't like Halo. I think Halo's an average game that's overrated I, yeah I, I really but even really... hang on a second hold on hold on wait wait even as someone who recognizes it you can recognize that the fans like that bloody game and you pissed all over that and that's not good because how the fuck did it get season two because Explain there's a lot of here. people that are watching it that have never seen the game and if you don't hang on really... hold on keith 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 how many people are actually watching it and this is the well, beauty of is... network television my dad you know is, and, it, and it's, it's doing quite well on Paramount Plus, on, apparently, on, in the UK. No, it's not. Do you know why I know it's not? Because oh. we know the viewing figures. Do we? We do not know the viewing figures because it's not well, doing very well. That's the beauty of network television. You would have got the Nielsen ratings, and you would have got the viewing figures for the Nielsen ratings, which you don't do now. 
I I would Bring like to television. understand. I would like, other than the fact that it doesn't follow the game, why is it so terrible? It's shit. It's just it's painful. I find I, I it, it's it disrespects the source material. What you should have got done is you should have hired Steve Downs to do the voice, and you should have hired a movement specialist. Yeah, like like a fucking like an artist who likes to pretend he's a robot or shit to do Master Chief. A tall fucker, yeah? Like, you get to do most aliens in creature features to play Master Chief. And then just had Steve Downs do the voice. And then had... Is it Jennifer Hale does the voice for Cortana? Mm. I'm sure it's Jennifer Hale does the voice for Cortana. Mm. And just had her do the voice for Cortana. It's just simple. And I don't know why they couldn't do it. Anyway, there I, is a great video by Paul Chateau. It explains this a lot better than I can. Please tell me I he talks about him. Lord of the Rings. Because that, I don't know how that... And we've lost Keith. Vince fucking kicks me off the stream. Get no, you're back, back. Here, you tart. You back? I didn't do that. It just you did my... that? No, I didn't. Didn't do anything. You did. Didn't touch. Anyway, I didn't touch my mouse. <laughs> anyway, I've had my little rant on my soapbox. Keith, I I, I want to mention one thing just just before. All right, there was an article came out this week. Um, I'm not even going to mention his name. Writer of Game of Thrones criticizes Lord of the Rings, original Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf was resurrected. And there's people agreeing with him. You are not allowed an opinion on fucking anything. You are not allowed an opinion on anything. It doesn't matter whether you're right, you're wrong. I don't care. You are wrong, by the way. And you're an idiot because you don't understand why Gandalf came back because he wasn't resurrected. Different character, you moron. You are not allowed an opinion on anything. Write your fucking book. Then you can have an opinion. You can't. Hey, was that George R. R. Martin? Again. Yes, I'm not saying his name. I'm not giving him. I, I don't respect him enough to say his name. Right? You <sighs> conned people into reading all your books because you told them. You said, you told them at the beginning, it's going to be this number of books. So everybody started reading it. Where is it? You lazy prick! Don't don't go criticizing one of the greatest writers of all time. You are you are not allowed an opinion, Mr. Martin. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. Soapbox okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. You've, <laughs> had your, you've had your rant. We need a we need some of the animations to to separate these bits out for our little rants and bits. Okay. So we want to end on some nice stuff. Yeah. Should we but, do what you've been watching? Because we haven't done that yet. So I was going to suggest that we skip that this week because we were going to do Harry Potter for our next round of stuff. We did Star Trek movies. Really enjoyed doing the Star Trek movies. Forgot how good they were. Even was it uh, the the uh, what's the one with the, the one where they go? Oh, the one where they find God. What is God? Oh, Star Trek Star Five. Ship? Star Trek Five. Star Trek Five. Yeah, yeah. The final frontier. Even that one. Even that one. Was better. Than still better than Discovery. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. better. It's annoying. The, the special effects don't hold up, which is really annoying because they seem to hold up a bit better in the others. You've got the lines and the halo bits effects that you get around the ships and stuff. Um, so I watched Iron Claw and you watched. Um, I've been watching the Avatar The Last Airbender on Netflix. Um, 
Um, oh, fucking let's aside there, and every time I, I can't believe this shit I've got to work with. Oh, oh are you are you talking about the good the good stuff that we've I've been watching? I don't know we're going to talk about Stargate Atlantis, but I've been watching Avatar: The Last Day yeah. and I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah, sorry, I but You're I don't kind of un- in- enjoying it. I, huh? you know what? I I don't like Avatar. Full stop. <laughs> really can't stand it. Avatar's the reason I haven't watched one One Piece because One Piece reminds me of Avatar, and I don't like no, Avatar. One, one Piece, you you need. I know. To watch. You I know. To... I've been told to. I've been yeah. told to. I'm kind of enjoying it, but I don't know the original source material. So, pff, what can I say? Um, apparently, it doesn't follow it. Apparently, they've changed the character of Ang um, to make him less childlike, um, and everybody's up in arms because it doesn't respect the source material. But I saw an interview with the showrunner, and what he says kind of makes sense. Um, but look, people people are butt hurt by it, but I was in, I've been enjoying it. What can I say? Um, but we, we should right. talk about the good thing. Let me talk about Iron Claw, and then we'll talk mm-hmm. about things. So I watched Iron Claw at cinema. Uh, it's uh, like a biopic about a wrestling family called uh, Von Somethings. I can't remember the not the Von Traps. All I know is not the Von Traps. Um, I, I watched that, and um, it was it's depressing. It's good film, but it's depressing as all fuck. So you got a wrestling family, and they've got. Um, They've got four boys, but they've only got three boys because the eldest died when he was a child, which is tragic. And then it goes through the things where you follow the el- who's the eldest, who's played by, um, oh, I can't remember his name. He's in Bloody Baywatch. And he's look, he's been on, he's been on the roids. He's clearly been on the roids, and I can't remember who he is. And, and if you follow the family, and all of them get into wrestling. So you've got the eldest gets into wrestling. You've got the, the second oldest, the, sorry, not the eldest, second oldest that gets into wrestling. Then you get the third oldest, who's a discus person who was who was supposed to go to the Olympics, but they cancelled it because they didn't want to, to um, what do you call it, uh, help the Soviet Union back in the uh, 80s in the height of the Cold War. So he missed out on that. He became a wrestler. And you watch this whole family, and it just it's just, it's tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, yeah? And it's... It's like when they introduce, there's a bit where they introduce a gun, and I'm like, it's just so, so cynical fuck. It's who's getting shot with the gun? Yeah, it's like, hey, dad, I bought you this limited edition single action army, and uh, yeah, something's going to happen later on with that. And uh, mm. one of the brothers, and it's oh, the worst thing is, it's a true story. Yeah, this whole, the whole thing is, is that makes it even worse that it's a true story. One of the brothers had internal bleeding, he went to Japan and he died in his hotel room. Which awful. Another one blew his brains out. And then another one um, took a load of pills and committed suicide. And then one of them managed to survive and have a healthy relationship. And their dad was a bit of a bastard. Now, when you talk about the sporting families, like the the Williams sister and yeah. Tiger Williams and, and Tiger Williams, Tiger... Woods. Woods, thank you. Tiger Woods' father. And they talk about how their parents were very dumb, 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 dumb. And it was drilled into them from an early age. That they need to do X, Y, and Z. That's what the father was like with it, and it was, it was, it was terrible uh, that this happened. And um, yeah, I it's worth a, a watch, but it's not a happy film. Yeah, I saw a trailer to it. Um, I just want to. Can I ask you a question, Laurie? Quickly, did you see the two play version of it, or the one play version of it? Um, did has Tanif ever seen that? 
on stage. Yes, Tannis seen it. Did she enjoy it? Yes, she enjoyed it. Apart from Hermione, who she said was shit. Yes, because the thing is, when you read the script of it, it reads like really terrible fan fiction. But when it you is it, very terrible fan fiction. It does read like terrible fan fiction. Um, but I hear that when you see it live on stage, that it's completely different and quite kind of magical. Oh, there's, there were some bits that she, um, that Tanith was like said that was really good. Like mm. um, the bit where they're on the train and they get attacked and the Dementors when they turn up. But they had to have a massive... It, it, I think it went on for like four hours. They had two hours and then a break in the middle. So they go and get some lunch. Um, but yeah. It's um, because I know that it was originally in two parts. But and I'm kind of gutted I didn't see it. But I was put off it when I read the script. And I said, I've, I've, I've seen better fan fiction than this. But I, it, I think it translates better onto the stage. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I've heard that. I've heard the effects were good. Um, let's talk about because we we were talking about this that uh, we wanted to we always want to finish now on something cool or, or something happy, and yes. both me and Gareth have been sick, and it turns out that probably we were both browsing YouTube and came across the same damn clip and then decided to start watching the show. Uh, no, um, no, no, no. I I bought Stargate Atlantis on uh, on Amazon Prime uh, digitally during COVID, so I I thought fuck it, I'll I'll watch it before they remove it. Um. um I've started what yeah. I started watching. I, in fact, I watched SG One, so I, I watched the last two seasons of SG One because I saw a clip and remembered, you know, Ben Bowder in it, and I go, oh, I remember that. And then I watched the two hundredth episode where they do the tribute to Farscape, and I'd forgotten that. And, <laughs> and that was really and, good. Oh, that was that was that two hundredth episode was absolutely fantastic. I that really loved that. Um, it was, and then I and then I went. Do you know what? Screw it. I'll watch Atlantis again. And I started watching Atlantis season three. And I thought, actually, I can't remember how Atlantis starts. So I went back and watched it. I realized that actually Atlantis season one was pretty bloody good. Um, but I understand why they got rid of um uh Rainbow Frank yes. or Rosan Francis. Yes. Yeah, the, the um that character. Um and brought in um your 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 wife's dream pinup um by the way by the way i have him in lego form <laughs> i nearly sent her a picture the other day because i got the um i've got the lego ornithcopter from june and one of the minifigures is him <laughs> oh right oh, no. he's not as sexy no, it, in lego mate um <laughs> it's go on. I, I i've met i've met um who's the guy who plays the uh, joe flanagan Joe Flanagan? Oh, yeah, Joe Flanagan yeah, plays Stingy. Yeah, I've met him in real yeah, life. Joe Flanagan that plays, yeah, his name. Yeah, he's, he's meant to be a really nice dude. He's tall. He's really fucking tall. You yeah, don't see big, it. He's tall. But he's meant to be a really Six cool two. dude. Yeah, I met him. I met him briefly. It was just like kind of, hey, picture. Thank you very much. I'm off. Um, so, yeah, I did that. Um, but, yeah, I've been watching that. I, I, just, I started from the middle. And then just jumped around a bit. It's like oh, I watched this, I enjoyed this. I went back here, and it's it's uh, really good. I think my favourite season is season four with Samantha Carter in charge. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was it's like she's it's just great because she managed just she, she was there for like God knows how long, just getting shit done. <laughs> she literally she almost if she'd have stayed on for another season, that season they'd have finished off the um the race. I swear to God because the way that she got things sorted. Um. And I, I kind of liked that too because it was like Rodney and her, 
and it was like when they when she turns up when he has the we get to talk about the you know the whole sexual tension thing and she's like what sexual you you feel horny and i feel tense <laughs> i love that um and then there's, there's there's some some good bits in there and you've got um a guy called christopher heidel in there who, who usually plays the tall skinny uh, people and that I I miss I miss that and it was just it he was, was good and a couple of times though he played one of the Athosians as well as the Wraith he played one of the Athosians he played and played one of the Wraiths he played yes. Todd as the Wraith yeah and it and it had what's yeah. his face as Michael from um uh from uh, Enterprise, Enterprise. Yeah, yeah and he was quite a good bad Fuck guy him. um yeah. and I mean I I I'm with you I I I think the first season is quite good. But then Elizabeth Wee gets a bit grating. So I, I kind of get why they got, got rid of her. And you're right, when Samantha Carter came in, it made more sense. And she's been critical, oh, they were more loyal to the original characters. Yeah, they probably were, because we had 10 years of her. And, yeah. and at the end of the day, Samantha Carter was and is still, you know, you know, you're, you're one of the best examples of a, a strong, good female character because she had flaws she was written well and she was mm -hmm. believable yes um it's like what's it tori higginson i think who played yes. um elizabeth weir, weir. she yeah. plays a character in dark matter who is like a corpo agent and she's really she plays a bad guy much better than she played elizabeth mm -hmm. weir she did such a good job with that she was like really kind of like you couldn't trust her and you know you couldn't trust her and she knew that you couldn't trust her and it was just that delivered so well and it's annoying that she didn't have that that kind of opportunity there and it's a bit frustrating because there was there were a set of bad guys that they were going to introduce which were like the cyborg bad guys that they had when they did the things called the daedalus effect where the daedalus is jumping through universes and they get attacked by this this new race which are like their version of the borg mm. um and we never got to see them and then you had the um oh what were the, the grey aliens called? The, the Asgard. Um, yes. It was Asgard, yeah, the Asgard. Yes. So you had the, the lost the lost tribe of the Asgard. They were going to be a more part of it. It's funny because Joe Flanagan, when, when they cancelled Stargate Atlantis, he, I think he had secured some bits, he secured funding and bits to go film in Ireland, though. So they'd have mm. to move the whole Canadian production thing to Ireland for tax credits and this, that and the other. And they couldn't do it. Um, but that, there is some funny stories. One one of the funny stories is, do you know how Robert Picardo got into Stargate Atlantis? Well, he was in SG-1, but... For, do you know like, how he got into Stargate Atlantis? No. No. All right, so it goes like this, yeah. Um, Amanda Tapping quit after season four so she could go off and do her own thing because she wanted sanctuary. to be an executive producer. Yeah, Sanctuary, yeah. Mm. So she did that. Robert Picardo's neighbours with... I can't remember which one of the producers. And he just went around to his ass and just all go... Robert, I need your help. <laughs> And he just asked him like that. If you asked Robert Picardo, how did he get the job? He knocked on the door and asked him if he'd do it. So I love that little kind of story there for that. And it's 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 slightly right. It's an awful thing to say because it is it is what do you call it? Um, it's it's network television, which I said earlier, and it got cancelled after five seasons. So we got a good run. Five seasons is a good run. Yeah. If you don't make if you make seven seasons, is the target. If you hit seven seasons, you've done well. If you have got five seasons, you've had, had, had a good run. And it had five seasons, and and it was fantastic. And I I enjoyed most of the episodes, and the, the recurring characters. You had the the dodgy fellow. Who's the dodgy the dodgy one who 
who just like is a big con man and he's just shagging his way around the universe and he's, he was in the original stargate film as one of the the, the researchers yes he was yes he was oh i can't yeah. remember the actor's name because at one point he but, gets one of the the shields that the ronnie had in my one yes. but yeah yeah and then you've got yeah. collier played by oh i can't remember the actor's name but he was in goonies yes um you take a collier and, and they had some great characters in there and there's some good things it was just and it just took me away like i want my entertainment to do which i can't do today i, I it's funny because i i mean i've watched a hell of a lot of stargate over the last few weeks because you know i just haven't been able to do anything and i know that you like sgu but i i can't having watched sg1 and atlantis again sgu was a misstep it, 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 uh, it, right, you, so, you shouldn't so, have so... cancelled you could have had it on right. alongside Atlantis, but not cancelling Atlantis for that. The reason they put SGU together is because they finished off Battlestar Galactica and they needed something gritty. And that's but, the reason they wanted to put something gritty in that time slot. And they went, we can do Stargate gritty and we can get some you know, actors in here who will be you know, capable of doing more grittier stuff. And it, You can't buy season one of SGU on Amazon. I've got it if you want it. Oh, if you've got yes, please. I would love that. Um, I've Thanks got season. I've got season two as well, um, but I I can't. It just it doesn't work for me. I I I love what's his face in it. Look, Robert Carlyle was like? good in it. Oh yeah, and, and and I get it, and I get why people like it. I like Battlestar Galactica, but it it didn't fit into Stargate for me. I like, and, I, and again, there's episodes where you've got General O'Neill back, and that that was good, but he. They toned him down, and 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 so, I've seen some interviews with him recently. So they, and he said, "Have you said right?" So Michael Shanks, uh, I saw an interview with Michael Shanks where he's talking about Stargate Universe, and he turns around mm -hmm. and goes, "The problem that we had with Stargate Universe is it was too serious, where we would make fun of ourselves from time to time, mm -hmm. and we wouldn't take it too seriously. It was it was too serious and too on the on on, on the drama side of it." Mm -hmm. um, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, Atlantis I just it. works for me because, and I, I thought having got back into SG One and watching it again, I thought, oh, I, I think this is my favourite. Then I watched Atlantis again and I went, you know what? No, I love Anil. Atlantis. I love Sam. I loved the pairing. I loved Vala and Ben Balder back as that, and that that works for me. And and there's some brilliant episodes with them all in, but actually, Atlantis had better. Even though there were like twenty odd episodes, it had a much better episode, a lot more good episodes in a season than than Stargate SG One did. Um, although the the mm. big two parters of SG One were really good, um, and you know when when um, Don S Davis left full time and he left for health mm. reasons, um, and that was one thing I, I that they did in SGU which I did like. One of the the latest ship was called the General Hammond, which I thought was nice. Um, but I like them bringing in Bew Bridges as, as General Loudry. I really liked him. Mm. Um, I, I liked it when you had the crossover one where they got mm. kicked out of Atlantis and then got sent back to SG-1 and, like, kind of Rodney and... Um, oh, what's his mush? Not Mitchell. Mitchell's the one from Socket 1. Flanagan, Joe Flanagan's character. Yeah. What's his name? I've forgotten. Shepard. Shepherd, after the Shepherd. astronaut, after the guy they strapped to a rocket and fired into space, well, good luck, mate. Um, um, with Shepard, he um, what do you call it? Because they were still talking to each other, but the others were like kind of a bit separate and all over the place. 
I've really enjoyed that, especially the bit where they get back to Atlantis and O'Neill and um, Robert Picardo's character are still there. Wolsey, Richard Wolsey. And he's like, kind of, I need you to release the jumper bay. He goes, it's underwater like that. He goes, you're going to have to hold your breath. I goes, do you know what button it is? And he's like, kind of comes back and goes, did you do it? Because no, I didn't do it. Because <laughs> then it's, he worked, it worked. And it, it was just entertaining, just fun. I know. And there was the, the episode. So I'm near the end of season one. Uh, I'm two episodes before the siege, right? And this is the bit where you fight and they, they, they're searching for a zero point module, ZPM, right? And they've got that Jedi fucking dude, the, you know, the, the, the general that took Call over. Meaning. Yeah, yeah. No, um, the other guy that took over um, Atlantis in mid-season oh, mid one. Collier, that's it, right? So mm. there's a bit where they're working out the puzzle, right? And Rodney, and, and they've got this nine set of squares, right? And, and Ron, and, and like, you know, Collier's going to shoot one of them and like Shepard's got seconds to work it out and he figures it out, right? And Rodney's just looking at him going, how did you do that? He goes, well, it's a similar thing that I had to a test when, you know, when I did the Mensa test. And like Rodney's like, suddenly, right, Rodney doesn't give a shit. He's about to die. He's like, what? You did the Mensa test? I was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I passed it. I just didn't want to join. <laughs> and Rodney can't get his head around that. And it's brilliant. Because like Rodney's mm. really buttered by the fact that actually Shepard was and is quite an intelligent guy. And that's the first episode oh, no, where you really see he's, it. He's and in it the air, he's in the air force. He has to. He has to have a, 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 yes, a, a base intelligence of one fifteen IQ plus. But yeah. but well, it's one forty plus. But you you get it in that, and and that, well, for that Mensa, again is, cha changes it a bit. And I, and I like that. But I always liked like there's an episode where Rodney, although <laughs> you wouldn't get away with it. Oh, now. can I mention my favourite yeah. Rodney reference? Yeah. Do you remember the episode where they find the automated gun that's drawing power from space? Yes. As a zero point thing, yeah? And he blows up a star system and they keep referring back to every time he's blown up a star system. There was one episode where I think you come across like Ronan's old crew from Matho... Oh, I can't remember the name of the characters. Whatever planet he was from, yeah? And it's like kind of how many Wraith have you beat in hand-to-hand -hand combat? To which he should have replied, how many star systems have you blown up? I've done one. <laughs> whole star system <laughs> and i love it as it always referred back to is the, 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 the thing where he fucked Car up carter blew up a star and they keep mentioning that to her as well she blew mm. up a star early on in sg1 um but no i, I i'm a butt hurt by the fact now that they cancelled atlantis when they did because no i'm know. not do you know what i'm not i'm more butt hurt by the fact that we were supposed to get a television movie called uh Stargate Atlantis Extinction, which we never got. We got Arc of Truth and, and the other one from um, Stargate, but we never got the Atlantis one. That's the bit of... Because if you'd have just put a bow on it, I'd have been quite happy. Mm. But hey. No, the I agree. funny thing is that the Pegasus Galaxy is closer to us than the Andromeda Galaxy. Yes, I did know that. Because it's a dwarf galaxy, none really gives a shit because Andromeda's but, massive. But they so. are trying to do one, uh, and, and I hope they, they continue it and don't reboot it. I mean, if you're listening, Amazon, which you're probably not, but if you are, don't reboot it. Bring right, it no, back. So what, right, so what they're planning on doing is doing a whole new TV series. Well, that yeah, but I, I've heard that they're going to do it in the same... They are not going to reboot it. They're going to do it in the same kind of... They're going to do this... 
they're going to do it in the same kind of vein, but it's going to be a whole new TV series, but you'll have recurring characters from Atlantis and Universe and Yes, because whatever. what we've heard, Richard Dean Anderson on stage last year turned around and said, if I work with this bunch of people, I'd come back. And, you know, he, he said, I wouldn't be full-time, but I'd come back. And I'm like, I'm there for it. Because they all, okay, they all look quite old now, but uh, fuck it, they all work on stage even now. Like, you know, they, uh, there was one uh, con that they did last year where it was Amanda Tapping, Richard Dean Anderson, Michael Shanks, and then uh, the, uh, um, what's his face? Hewitt, that plays Rodney. Um, mm. and, and, it, and Joe Flanagan. And it was brilliant. I mean, and, and the camaraderie between them um, were, were, was brilliant. Um, I, I, yeah, season four, I think you're right. Season four of Atlantis was the best. I think I agree I like with the, you. The one where Rodney gets trapped with the Doctor, Sam, and himself, and they put the, the thing three ways so they can create a tower so they can go up through the hole. Yes. I like, that's a bottle episode. And that's, that's even good as a bottle episode. Yes, um, yes. It's um, it's just I just it just did what TV should have should always do yeah. just take you away and put give you an adventure I, 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 make you forget the world. I, I'm with you on it because it was the perfect antidote to feeling like absolute shit the last couple of weeks. So it, it got me through it, and I, I'm forever grateful for it. And I've forgotten how how much I love Stargate, um, and I still do love Stargate. It was brilliant TV. It wasn't super serious. It wasn't gritty. It it was it was by today's standards quite diverse, um, but it did it in a yeah, very I don't good get way. That, because we had fucking diversity beforehand. We didn't have to yes. say anything. We just enjoyed the TV. SG One. The woman was, was brilliant. The woman who played Taylor. I can't remember her name. She's quite nice looking. She still is. <laughs> She's a proper fit too. She still is. <laughs> she still is. She's pretty. Anyway, let's <laughs> um, do some comments and I think we should then wrap up, yeah? Because we've got like 47. They've well, been chatting away in the Well, they've, in yeah, the they've gone into the thing. Yeah, chat, right? He hates musicals. I'm, I kind of like some of them. May have seen Wicked. It's gay. He's secretly gay. Five times. Yeah, well, that's because I knew the person that did it. Um, yeah, you're right about. Um, okay. Hang on. Being hang you on. being gay? Yeah. Um, I'm not gay, but I just like, I like musicals. Um, how to be a stupid gamer? That's us with the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, I like Phantom of the Opera. Um, it's spectacular. I saw it with Michael Crawford, um, and uh, who was the best, by the way. Um, I've seen Wicked. Trailer to the new film looks. Not sure. Um, mm. Kinky Boots. Right. See, I I, right, I think you would enjoy K Kinky Boots. I've watched Kinky Boots. The Film, but not the music. Yes. Anyway, I'm not. I'm just a musical. It never does make any sense. Anyway, let's talk about some. So I can't remember where it was in the comments. I think very good movie. Oh, it's it's a reference to a TV show that we watched when we were children called Heartbeat. And when they had the gallery and they showed the children's pictures, they would do that there. I need the bloody one without the vocals. Um. So yeah. So back to MW. MW, 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 what's that? I have no a idea. Compact travel, about. gravity resistance. Shit, that's awful. Firefly was awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Googling is acting odd. Uh, Google is acting odd today. Uh, yeah, no, Google is acting odd ever since they um, diversified their AI. Um, oh, shit. We do need to do Top Totty.
we've been meaning to but we've just everything's just piled on because i at work we call it the hockey stick where we get towards the end of the year and everything all the work ramps up and that's when it's in google odd uh if we're getting on our circ box i'd like to adjust the circus midget problem we hate them all i'm creeped out by circus midgets i don't know why seriously Keith yeah, does have a lot of thing. Ah, the Von Eriks. Thank you very much. It was the Von Eriks in Iron Claw. That was the family that they followed. And it was Zac Efron, who was the second oldest child, who was the only person to survive the family. Um, yeah. And then we've got Harry Potter and Cursed Child is coming out as a movie. Is it? No, no. I oh. Well, Maybe. Mm. Um, uh, the the problem is um, there's a couple of problems with it. Um, What's a flight of played Hermione has has repeatedly turned it down, um, and uh, Rupert Grint has been on the fence on it, um, and they need to do it with the original cast. So right now mm. they are going with the HBO TV series, which is coming soon, and they might then twenty twenty six. Is it now 2026? Is that what it's been? Early 2026. Yeah. Um, they haven't got a showrunner yet, so they can't do anything with that showrunner. I thought it was well into production now. No? Oh, no, it's in pre-production. The, they're in pre-production at the moment. Anyway, um, it was all packed into one show. They were doing it. Yeah, that was good. I asked, them, I, asked them, yeah, I asked them the question. And, um, uh, Chuck didn't like it too much. He said the magic was cool. Yeah. I, then, I can understand yes. why you didn't like it. Um, I, I, I get it. It, it, it. it read like fan fiction to me, but I know people have enjoyed it and I respect that. Okay. The Bee Keep coming out in cinema? No, the other one's it. coming out in cinema. I've have watched you? it. Yeah. It's an English film. It's blatantly oh. from Britain because it's got what's the face? Who, the head of unit in Doctor Who is playing the American president. You know the 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 daughter of uh, the daughter of the uh, what's her face is playing yes, an American brigadier. Yeah, uh, the daughter of brigadier is playing the American president in 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 yeah. in the in the beekeepers. It's it's a streaming film, Gareth. It's a streaming film. Okay, all right. But you fine. know, two hours. I Jason just... Statham kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. My niece thinks I look like Jason Statham. Which is right. Hang on a second. No, 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 no. You know my brothers. You know my brothers really like Jason Statham. Yes. To have the uh, to have my my brother's daughter tell them that I look like Jason Statham more than he does. You... <laughs> <laughs> See, on, I want funny. to play, I want to take the piss out of you, but actually, your brother's reaction—that's more funny. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> oh, you've got to watch League of Gentlemen. 22 episodes of League of Gentlemen. Yes, because it was it's BBC, so six episode seasons. Um, yes. Um, oh, they did all the specials. The thing, oh, and then the live You one. see, if you like League that, of Gentlemen, to, you've got... Hang on a second. The one to watch is Inside Number 9, where they do the fake live broadcast from the Granada Studios. I, if I you want to watch something, say... it's really creepy, really good. If you Sorry. enjoy League of Gentlemen, you've never seen Inside Number Nine. I suspect you have, Steve. One more season of that, and then it's done. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to the final season, but there is a final season of uh, Inside Number Nine. Uh, it's a very British thing for all the American people in the uh, thing. It's very British humor. You will not get it. You will not find it funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. Well, this is uh, wicked, isn't it? So my yes. wife hated it, lull. Uh, but we saw the Lion King about a month earlier. It didn't have the same impact. Lion King was amazing. I can't wait to see um, Jurassic Park on ice. That's going to happen. Come on, make it happen. It's, it's going to be hell. <laughs> I it is. I make point. a joke. Can you you, you no, laugh no, at me now. I, no, you, you the laugh reason you now. made me laugh is because it reminds me of the robot chicken um, sketch where where you've got the Velociraptor director. And it's like... One, you know, and it's got the bit. So you've got this like Velociraptor doing the directing of the other Velociraptors attacking the um the what's his face the the gamekeeper in the film. And it's like one Velociraptor and it jumps out. <laughs> Two Velociraptor and it jumps out. <laughs> and then the third Velociraptor, he goes third Velociraptor, third Velociraptor, and then it throws this really camp fit because the third Velociraptor <laughs> got it wrong. It's a very funny sketch. Robot chicken, Velociraptors. Check yes. it out. Very funny. Um, yeah, David uh, David Hewitt was brilliant as um, as Rodney McKay. Absolutely yeah. enjoyed him. He was such a great character because he was because he was flawed and that made him interesting. Uh, he's also in. Um, he plays the guy who gets attacked by the rats in um, the Cabinet Curiosity. He's quite a, good. Again, the fact right there's a, you mentioned Rodney Hewitt. A, a piece <laughs> of information for you. Do you remember the episode where the Rodney, Rod, a, a cool version of Rod, Rodney, yes. when Rodney's trying to kill you? You know what? You know with what his, that was. With his actual to. sister. Yeah, you, you know, yes. Ace yes, Rimmer. You know, yes. I love the fact that that was inspired by Ace Rimmer. I love the fact that the writer said, yeah, we're Red Dwarf fans, and that was inspired. And that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Red Dwarf, yes. brilliant. So, to be a super, super game, I didn't see Spider-Man when it was in the theatres. Robert Cogalalo in SGU was great. He was great. He was probably one of the best actors that they've ever had in Stargate. He, he um, look, I, I like him. He would have been brilliant in Battlestar Galactica or something, right? It just, for me, SGU didn't fit into the Stargate universe, although I loved yeah. Eli. I did like Eli. Um, yeah. I love the bit where he like gets beamed up onto the ship in the first episode. It's brilliant, um, but again, mm. it was just too gritty after that. And some of the other characters and act- actors, I didn't really enjoy that much. And, yeah, but I respect that you like, mm. you know, you liked it. Um, yeah, this is the, the they they you you just skipped over the Back to the Future. I want to see that. I know it's a musical. No, it's because it, it's got an act in it. If it's got an act in it, it doesn't involve it. It's between oh. them. That's what okay. I'm doing. We've got like 62 of these to get through, Keith. I know. Two favourite places to see musical uh, at New York City and London. That's pretty good. The only place Back to the Future on Broadway. Back to the Future is all right. Um, favourite of Corin Nemec, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. I don't know Parker Lewis Can't Lose. I know the name. I know it. But I can't remember anything to do with Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Um... So yeah, we've got uh, same shows in London. Yeah, London's pretty good for these things. Um, uh, we miss Beauty and the Beast. This is all musicals. You just I can't do musicals. I just don't get it. Beauty and the Beast took the missus. Maybe that show ten times. She cried when they closed it. Lol. Um, chat is doing other things. 
Sorry, Gareth. Lol. They are they are chatting away there. Glory's good enough to put at in front of it, so I know that she's chatting to people. Um, oh my god, how to be a stupid gamer. This is alright. Musicals of no, no, doesn't make any sense. I've oh. murdered a man. Lee Miserable. I've murdered a man. Okay, now I'm gonna burst out into song. Excuse I've me. I pulled my teeth out. I'm gonna burst out into song. Yeah, go on. You've got to get to to somebody in the chat because I've only just seen him. Because we're still going through the chat, but a special guest is in the chat, so I have to do my customary greeting. Go on, so can we... do it. Go yeah. on, click, go on, click it then quickly. Click his thing. I know we can do. <laughs> Hello, Dave. Hello, Dave. <laughs> Buy Dave's Sorry. book. It's on Amazon now. Bladefoot. Any one of the three of the Bladefoot books. Okay. Um. Uh, we tried to keep with the podcast, but we tend to go off on tangents. That's fine. Uh, M W is Madam Web. Gareth, nice. Uh, Gareth's niece. Gareth's niece check is in the mail. I'm Gareth, assuming. Oh, mail. Gareth, Gareth's niece, the check is in the mail. I think he means. Um, oh. for, for people who are, are English, you should have gone spec savers. Um. Yeah, I say fat fingers every time I make a typo. Um, I'm a, do you know I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm a grand uncle. Uh, what? I feel old. I'm a grand uh, uncle. I'll explain later. Um, Jurassic Park's a nice withdrawal. Yes, it would. If we're going to do it, that would be fantastic. But look, see, I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right, Jurassic Park on ice. All right. If it comes to New York, you have to visit. I, I, I'll be honest with you. There's quite a few. I, I know like three people, no, four people in New York. Don't know if one of them will want to see me, but I know three of them would probably want to see me. That's you guys and um, how to be a stupid gamer. Nice to meet them in real life. Do you guys need? To, no, we don't want to do musicals. And Kovaction's got fat fingers too. I got towards the end of the chat, Keith. That was triumphant return. It's a success. Okay. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for being in the chat. Thank you for being patient with us because we did have the break to do to do our uh, to do our bits. Um, yeah, we, yeah. We, we 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 will polish this format, but I, we 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 like the idea of doing some news, some stuff that we've been watching, and being generally more positive in a world where Star Trek Discovery season five is coming out. <laughs> I, I, again. Again, I uh, your 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 soapbox ran earlier. I completely agree with you. Um, but I love the fact that both of you, even though we haven't told each other until today, we've both been watching Stargate. I love that. I love. I we love only found that, that out fact. as we were going along. Yeah, and so I sent you something the other day where I saw somebody three D, some clever fucker on Instagram three yes. D printed a working Stargate. Right. Well, as in. It spins around. It does the whole locking animation. How the hell they've done it? And then somehow they've done some clever mirror effect where they've got like this wormhole sort of blue thing. I want that. <laughs> I want that so bad. It even had the DHD. It even had the DHD yes. with sound effects. That's awesome. Um, so yes, if if I ever see that, um, I will find it. But Did yeah. you send it to me on WhatsApp? No, you didn't. No, I sent it to you on Insta. Ah, oh, okay. 
Yeah. I don't do social media. I'm anti-social. Um, yes, I sent it to you on Insta. I, I, I do have an Insta account. Um, yes, anyway. Anyway, on that note, on that rather positive note, it's time to say goodbye. So it's goodbye from me. Uh, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye, Dave! <laughs> and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Thank you very much for, for listening and watching. Catch you later. Bye-bye.